Welcome back to Bears, Brews, and the Bros. It's your boy, Smoking Jay, in the house of my other bros, Sweetness Drill. Today, we're talking about the rookies. We each got four that we're going to talk about, two running backs, two receivers each. We're going to talk about the fantasy impact, redraft, and dynasty, All the everybody that's implicated. But yeah, man, before we break that down, how you guys feeling tonight? Feeling all good, bro. Feeling all good, man. Um, you know, ready to dive into these rookies, man. We we did uh, you know, some research on these guys. Uh, so we're ready to go crazy, man. I'm I'm ready for the draft coming up next week. Dynasty draft, you know. I'm oh, ready yeah. for all the smoke. I got so many dudes lined up, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's crazy. So many fucking draft picks, possible, you know, potential guys that could just pop out of, you know what I'm saying, go crazy. Yeah, man, bro. I'm feeling super good about this, man. Uh, I've been going through a lot lately, but hey, bro, man, it's always good to take it back with the Bears, Blues, and the Bros, man. This is definitely my outlet, man, for everything, man. Uh, and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I was just about to say, man, happy Mother's Day. All the beautiful mothers out there, we appreciate every single one of y'all. So much respect, yeah, much love. I, I can't go without, you know, giving them Mama! Things, man. Happy Mother's Day, man. We wouldn't be here without y'all. Much love. Much love. Much love. All right, man. Before before we dive into the rookies, though, before we talk about these 12 rookies, what's up with Aaron Rodgers and his whole thing in Green Bay? I think we got to talk about it. We haven't talked about it yet. Is this a real thing? Is this a real problem? Is this going to die down? Is Rodgers going to play for the Packers, or is he going to force their hand and Either play for another team or flat out retire, man. What do you What are you guys thinking when it comes to this whole thing? Just off the pop, I'm gonna say um, I don't think he's gonna retire. I think he's gonna do everything in his power to not play for the Packers this season. Um, it's it's all it's already written. You know what I'm saying? Everything is going south from all the rumors that we hear. Everything is just not good. Plus, he's stated multiple times he doesn't want to be there, man. And it's just a bad situation for for the Packers, really. And, uh, I mean, fantasy-wise, everybody takes a hit. We're talking Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. Uh, everyone takes a hit, even even the defense it's, it's a certain extent. Two you know people that I own in fantasy and just, like, traded for and shit. Couldn't be uh, anywhere happier, you know, even though being a Bears fan and fucking hating rebate and shit like that, you know. Uh, you know, I still expect my guys to snap off, but – yeah, um, I don't think he can retire, bro. Like honestly, bro, you 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 MVP. You know, uh, y'all y'all team lose in the NFC championship, you know, championship to the goat. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, uh, you know, Green Bay is retarded for doing what they're doing, but <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers gonna come back in some type of way. Don't know when it's gonna happen, but like. We'll see. We 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 got to see what's good, man. Y'all didn't take care of Aaron Rodgers, and now he's out the picture. I don't think he's coming back to Green Bay, but I definitely think he'll be wearing a different uniform. And uh, the fact trying to go get a ring. And the fact that he what he compared the GM over there to Jerry Krause, and we know Jerry Krause real well over here in Chicago. Uh, Michael Jordan, you know, hated him. You know that before the Bulls made that last run for that sixth championship. Kraus said, this is your guys last year. I don't care if you guys even win a championship. So, like, you know, Rodgers is comparing the GM to that. You know, that's bad. It's really, really bad. There's some more um, news that came out that he was telling free agents, hey, I'm not even going to be here with this team. 
So, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't sign here, you know, thinking that I'm going to be here. So I think that's some big, big indicators right there showing that he's, he's ready to bounce, man. He's ready to dip out. So it's a real problem in Green Bay. And for the first time in my lifetime, we might have a better situ quarterback situation here in the shy, bro. Like real talk. We actually yeah. might for the first time in, in my life, in our lifetime. So, Who would have ever thought? Who would have yeah, ever thought? Just like that. <laughs> all right man who wants to dive in first man oh, you guys want to do running backs first or just whatever i mean to be honest it's whatever i mean i kind of the way i did my thing you know i back and forth with it so i got a back a receiver a back a receiver we could go that way um yeah man um so i i ended up with uh travis etienne etn or whatnot um <laughs> you know ended up going to uh the jaguars bro and, uh, I mean, obviously, this dude is super talented coming out of Clemson, uh, playing with Trevor Lawrence and getting an opportunity to play with him again. Uh, he was a high draft pick, you know, on top of that. And, you know, he, he's very versatile. You know, I know that James Robinson, he caught 49, 49 balls last year, bro. But um, I don't know if you just, you know, the eye test tells you that Etienne is better. He has better elusiveness. He's um, he's more versatile in a way where you could line him up in the slot like he did in college. He's got breakaway speed. He's got great hands. Um, you know, all those factors, bro, plus, plus the familiarity with uh, Trevor Lawrence. He caught 85 passes for over 1,000 yards in two years in Clemson. You know what I'm saying? That's really good. So, you know, they got a whole new system set up over there. And I think uh, Urban Meyer, you know, he's just going to go with whoever's more talented. And in this case, I do think it's Etienne. Um, so yeah, man, that's, that's where I'm at with him. He can do it on the ground. He can do it through the air. So I think he's going to be a huge problem for James Robinson owners. I think he's going to end up taking that, uh, you know, RB one position from him in, uh, in Jacksonville, just to be honest, that's how I feel about him. All right, man. I mean, look, look, um, <laughs> I think, I think me and you were talking about this when it first went down and um oh one more thing yeah go ahead go ahead the jags were <laughs> one in six the jags were one in 16 last year so some changes have to be made you guys win one game you you, you got something's got to happen i don't care if james robinson had an amazing year he's not better than etienne like i said so i mean one in 16 you bring in a whole new quarterback with his running back that he played with in college i mean and a new coach with a whole new system Things are looking down for James Robinson and James Robinson, uh, you know, people that have him in fantasies. It's not a good look, man. I think James Robinson, he's going to have an opportunity to answer a lot of questions that we all have about him. He's still going to get an opportunity to answer. Um, I'm, I'm on the fence about him. I, I think personally, I think he's not like a like a, a super. He's not a rare talent. Not to me. Uh, you guys remember last year. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Leonard Foreskin got cut or what? What did he get cut? Yeah, he did. Right. I believe so. Yeah, he got that. Yeah. We'll go with that. You know, that's what happens. Right. <laughs> he, so Leonard Foreskin got cut. There was another running back over there. His his name slipped in my mind right now, but he got COVID like two or three times. So by default, Rob, James Robinson ended up getting that workload. There was nobody behind him. This guy got like 85 percent you know, plus all the workloads. So he was more of a volume play. Leonard Fournette, you know, he was a volume play the year prior. And 
the whole year coming into last year, I was like, man, I'm off for that. That that dude's not a, a, he's not a talent to me. I don't see nothing special about him at all. And um, J. Rob, you know, the thing about him is he's one of those waiver wire Cinderella stories where you pick him up and he's a great story. Nobody heard of him. We always these running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks that this happens. Right. So for that reason, it's it's hard for a lot of us to be like, you know, to say he's a little fluky. You know, he is a little he is a little fluky as in he got all the volume. So we need to keep that in perspective. ETN, a first round draft pick, uh, you know, this guy and Trevor Lawrence, they have that chemistry going. They wanted to say uh, the coach came out and said, hey, I want to use him only in third down situations. What third down situations usually means you're passing. And usually if you're passing, that means you're trailing. Like you said, the Jaguars only won one game last year. I don't see them making that their defense improving that much. So they're going to be trailing most of the time. So that, to me, indicates ETN's going to be there. J-Rob's probably going to be the goal line back. He's probably going to get those short yard situations. That's going to go to him. But I think this is going to be somewhere around a 50-50 split. And that's and a huge that drop. That's a huge drop off from the number you initially said. Uh, right. And the percentage tip, if you're a James Robinson owner and you were at 80 plus percent of the bulk and you're dipping down to 50 percent, you're not going to get what you think you're going to get. And that's a problem with a lot of uh, fantasy, you know, gen- GMs and stuff like that. You, d- you They just don't know when to let go. Now, you know now there, there's there's a world where this could work out in a different type of way. And what I was about to say initially was, you know, this could be something like something like a young Mark Ingram, young Camara type duo. I like Poss- that. possibly, possibly, I like that. it could possibly be like that. I mean, ETN, some of the comps is Alvin Camara, Mark Ingram, you know, one of those bruiser type power backs that could kind of do it all. He could catch decently out of the backfield. J Rap could do that. So in, in a perfect fantasy scenario, that's what's going to have to happen. Me, if I have to pick one of these guys, I'm going ETN. So that's that's my perspective on this whole thing. He's also ETN is not someone that's going to be touchdown reliant. He doesn't have to rely on a touchdown to put up good fantasy numbers. That's just proven. He's versatile enough to do it in the air, do it through the air and do it on the ground where he's going to get his points in PPR and he's going to get his yards on the ground as well. Not relying on a touchdown uh, as opposed to J-Rob, who doesn't yeah. have that, you know, talent. He doesn't have those skills. The explosiveness, so, yeah. You know, yeah, that that's a different aspect of it too. So ETN for me, between those backs, for sure. Yeah, I can't even cap it off, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> y'all definitely said everything. I You know, I agree. If I was a James Robinson on the road, I'm, I'm – I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shaking in my boots a little bit, like what I'm going to do. But, you know what I'm saying? If James Robinson is your uh, RB1 over on your team, you got bigger problems, I guess. <laughs> That's a big ass. But, That's uh, true. <laughs> you got bigger problems, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, obviously I have, you know, James Robinson a little bit lower on the list. But, but coming through, having Trevor Lawrence, everything new, everything going through, bro, their teammates, they got the chemistry already, bro, I think. It's just that's there's enough said almost right there, bro. Um, you know the Jaguars got to do what they got to do, bro. But I got Etienne RB one this year, James Robinson RB two. Yeah, I mean the offense is gonna be interesting. I know that much, bro. You you add that much talent to an offense, I think it, the offense is gonna boom. But um, it's gonna be interesting to see how the running back, how the, how the backfield 
you know, looks week one to week two and, and so on and so yeah. forth. You know what I'm saying? How much does ETN get out the gate and how much does he take away as we get further into the season? So that's going to be interesting. If you could sell J-Rob right now, do it. But if you could buy him for the low, I mean, I have no problem you do, doing that as well because, like I said, I think J-Rob is going to have a role. And best-case scenario, you're looking at a young Ingram Camara type. So that's where I'm at with that one. Drill, you want to you wanna lead into yours, your first uh, rook? Yeah, man. Uh, We're going to go with the uh, the first running back that was drafted in the draft, man. That's my homeboy, uh, Najee Harris, right there, man, running back, Alabama. One, uh, getting picked 24th overall to the Steelers. Um, man, most people criticize a little bit. Um, I think seeing that. All right, all right. It's really got a little bit cut off right there for a little bit, but I'll, t- I'll let him bounce back on this one. I'm going to take over right here, and I'm going to talk about my first running back, Javante Williams. Javante Williams, yeah, man, out of North Carolina, 5'10", 220 pounds, you know. That's like, that's that that build you want out of a running back, you know, solid, solid build. So last year, he led NCAA in missed tackles forced. Mm. Dude's a beast. You Mm. know, some of his attributes that I like a lot, you know, um, the, he's powerful. He finishes runs, bro. Like, I, this guy finishes runs like no other. He loves to inflict damage. Like, he loves the contact. He looks for it. The crazy thing about him, though, he's not just he's not a he's not just a power back. This guy's super athletic, man. This guy's agile as fuck. Like, this guy breaks tackles. He if, if, okay. So if you're the defender and you want to give him space because you're afraid of his elusiveness, oh, man, you're done. He's running right at you and smacking you. Punisher. If you want to just a straight punisher, if you want to try to come up on him, man, he's going to hit you with a little juke, a little bit of footwork, leave you right there, bro, just dust your ass. And one once thing, he gets by you, it's sayonara, man. Man, and I was just about to say, now his speed is not top-notch. That's the one thing about him is it's not top-notch, but that's fine, though. His elusiveness... His vision, another thing that I was looking at, his vision is just crazy good. He has really good vision. He got great balance off of the contact, initial contact. This guy stays on his feet. The tacklers, they're going after him. They try to wrap his ankles up. He slips by. He just slips through him, man. And my bad, y'all. This guy has patience behind the line. He runs behind his blocks well. He's shifty with his footwork to set up his blocks as well. This guy, the, the, the more I was watching him, <laughs> watching his film, I was just like, man, you know, this is somebody that I'm going to have to try to target in all my drafts. One thing, too, another thing, too, I should say, this guy is not, he doesn't have that many miles on him. Not, not as much as these premier backs that are coming out. Uh, if you look at him in his career, he has 366 carries in college. Compared to Najee Harris, who had 638, mm. ETN, who had 686. Mm. So th- this guy, he's coming in fresh, man. He doesn't yeah. have that mileage on him. And this guy, like I said, he's been inflicting damage in college. And one of the best, you know, I mean, in North, one, oh, he was behind one of the best offensive lines. So that's one of the question marks that he has to show and prove. Can he run behind, you know, well, actually, the Broncos are not bad, right? 
they're not, they don't de- have a they don't have, yeah, they don't have a bad offensive line. They're pretty decent, but the North Carolina line was pretty good, man. They're pretty solid. So he's got to answer. Can he, you know, continue that the same power? Will it still work at NFL? I think it's gonna translate. I think his speed, his vision is gonna translate as well. Now, out of the backfield, they didn't use him too much as far as you know, don't you know, making him receive the ball a lot. You know, it was more of like screens. Uh, the the swing plays and dump offs. It was shit like that. So he can catch. He's got good hands. I I seen him, you know, run some routes and catch stuff out of the backfield. So yeah, man. Um, when it comes to redraft, I don't mind taking taking a shot at him, but not as like my top running back or RB two. More of like a flex play, bench play type of guy with upside, because if Melvin Gordon goes down. Uh, you got a beast on your hands and dynasty. I'm, this is a, a potential top five running back right here in a single QB formats. He's gotta, he's going to be, he's gotta be in consideration for top five. Now, a lot of people might say, well, Melvin Gordon's there and Melvin Gordon, you know, he's a proven back and he's done so much in NFL, which is true. The thing is, is that Denver traded up for this guy and they traded up for him right in front of Miami. You don't do that. To, you don't trade up in the draft to draft this running back. If you're a Vic Fangio defensive-minded head coach, if you don't have plans in your head to use this guy, mm-hmm. and he's going to take a lot away from Melvin Gordon. In Dynasty, if you have Melvin Gordon, I would try to get whatever I can for him simply because a couple questions. First off, actually, this isn't a question. First off, you know the workload is not going to be whatever you thought it was. When Philip Lindsay left, all the Melvin Gordon rosters were happy as hell. This is worse for you guys. Javante Williams being on this team, he's a different type of back. To me, he is the second best back in this class. So Javante Williams in Dynasty, top five in redraft, he's going to be, he's going to be close to the running back too when it's all said and done, because I believe he's going to get more and more integrated in the offense the more we go into the season. So, yeah, man, Javante Williams, he is that dude. The only one knock I got on him would be that his speed isn't crazy fast. But other than that, you know, this dude's got it all, man. Total package. Dope, man. I like I like his running style too, bro. It's real tough. Like, and, bro, we, you know, I've seen a couple highlights, bro. It looked like he almost hurt himself or something, but he was straight, bro. He kept going through, man. He got, he's got some durability on him. And you know what? In the NFL, running backs are like, you know what I'm saying, a dime a dozen. I've I never seen that many injuries on running backs as I did last year. And it was, you know, not just notable because you're playing fantasy football, but just all around the league. I ain't never seen that, bro. ACL going out everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's crazy. But Javante Williams, bro, he's proven out to be a, a real durable guy, bro. I like him. I, I, you know what I'm saying? If I'm a Melvin Gordon, you know, I got to see how it plays out. You know what I'm saying, though, too? But you say you got him ranked where, Brody? Um, For Dynasty rankings, running back rankings, he's my second favorite running back coming out this year. Wow. That's what's up, bro. And that's 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 real big, big ups to probably like, you know what I'm saying, his running style. We some 90s, you know, uh, growing up ass motherfuckers. So we listen, you know, we used to them Terrell Davis type motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying, getting it in and, and you know, not afraid to take no contact. Bro. He's smash that's, mouth. That's a great. He's I know. It's smash great. mouth, bro. 
And look, man, I'm 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 not liking that you guys are liking him as much as you know I like him now. So I I mean I'm all in on Javante Williams, bro. <laughs> dropping gems. We need to make we need we need to make a soundbite for when you drop gems because that that the how much mileage is on these guys. That's a gem, and that, that's a big factor in when you go and get these guys, man. And so if those guys have you know double the yardage and mileage on them that he does. Imagine what the fuck Melvin Gordon has on his, you know what I'm saying, mileage. How much are they going to try to spell him? You know, stuff like that. And Javante Williams, man, for all it is, uh, I mean, I know you said the speed factor, and then we could live with that. I could yeah. live with that all day. And uh, I don't know if it was PFF or what source it was. You guys could fact check me on this if y'all want to. But there was a – his elusiveness grade was over 200, the best out of any running back in this draft class. And I don't know what that means exactly, but if it's the best of oh, wow. any running back, if it's the best of any running back as far as elusiveness goes, uh, it's crazy that you can be that smash mouth and that yeah. shifty at the same I, I was, time. I was just... That's exactly what it means, though. It means shifty. Mm-hmm. It, means, it, it means your juke. How you feel, you know what I'm saying? Being able to break tackles. That's his footwork. I, I, his I know, footwork. I know, I know what elusiveness is. I don't know the scale. I don't know what the 200 is and stuff like that. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, okay. okay, no, okay his his, his footwork is, is crazy good. His patience is really good. Um, this guy, he's gonna be a problem. He's gonna be a problem, and I can't wait to see him, man. I can't wait to see him do his thing, and I hope I could get him on my squad. I I can't even front, man. Let's I go. Know. We're all gonna be uh we're all gonna be targeting him. I love it, I love it. Most definitely, bro. All right, man. Drilly, you're back at it, man. Let's go ahead. Well, let's kick it back. Run it back. Run it back. Take two. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Hey, these type of things nah, happen. Man. It's all good. You're right. Hey, it's all good, bro. That's why we got editing. But uh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not there yet. This, we're going to run this live like this. <laughs> we're right. You know what I'm saying? We're like, hey, podcast 101. Nah, nah but uh, all bullshit aside, though, bro, we got Najee Harris, bro. He was the first running back. You know what I'm saying? It'd be taken 24th overall by the Steelers, but uh, Alabama, man. Bit of the Alabama anyway, RBU. bro. That, how, how many, like, <laughs> how many people come to that university and motherfucking make it to the NFL is ridiculous. But, um, you know what I'm saying? For my essay and everything else like that, bro, I think it was a great pick for the Steelers, bro. Like, honestly, uh, a lot of people criticize it because they think they needed that help on the O-line, you know what I'm saying, and everything else like that, though, too. But when you got, you know, the first running back to fall to you right there, uh, they were in desperate need of it. James Conner, gone row. I think you're Cardinal now, right? Yep. He over there, yeah, he over there in Arizona and shit. But um, one thing about Coach Tomlin and the Steelers, man, boy, they're always looking for that cowboy, uh, cowbell type uh, running yep. back, bro. Um, Le'Veon Bell, uh, James Conner, bro, like cats that can carry them three downs like that, you know what I'm saying? And Najee Harris is definitely fits the bill, you know, he's not a super, super speedy guy. And I know he was probably, you know, he was part of the best team in the goddamn NCAA, you know what I'm saying, the SEC. But at the same time, though, I've seen a couple of those linemen get jammed up. I like his redirection, his able to read the defense before they get to where they need, you know what I'm saying, man. Najee Harris is up there for a reason, bro. Um, Shit, there's really nothing you can say about his about his style. It's just a straight, big, physical smash mouth. He'll hop over you, super athletic, bro. He goes out there and gets it. He's not the fastest guy out there, but he'll bang your ass up. You know what I'm saying, bro? He's a he's a big dude. 
I, you know, I love his running style, bro. Uh, but for fantasy predictions, if you're in a dynasty, bro, obviously, you know, you're looking at your rankings and everything else like that, bro. Obviously, he's up there. He's a fucking first drafted running back, bro. And I'm telling you, you need to pick him up immediately if you're in a dynasty period. But if you're in redrafts, good thing right here, bro. I'm telling you, I'm on, this is courtesy of fantasy pros. They got him ranked as a number 15 running back, and that's in front of a Josh Jacobs. That's in front of Kareem Hunt. And the man hasn't even snapped a ball in the NFL yet, hasn't even carried the ball yet in the NFL. So to have him ranked that high, you know what I'm saying, in 15, bro, uh, shit, bro, that, 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 that just speaks volumes about the boy, man. But you got to go pick him up, honestly. For fantasy purposes, bro, He's the last of a dying breed, and there's a lot of programs out there in the NFL, bro, NFL teams that are going to that uh, uh, double running back situation, bro, that running back by committee. We all hate it in the fantasy motherfucking world, but at the same time, though, they're just backing their ass up, bro. Like I said, all those injuries, bro, to have you a nice little backup, no one going into a Javante Williams, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like all those – uh, Nick Chubb to Kareem Hunt, you know what I'm saying? They're the ones that started the, I think, the, the shit running back by committee, but it works over there in Cleveland. If you're a fantasy owner, you ain't mad. But, you know, Najee Harris is definitely, definitely stepping into that RB1 role, bro. Um, and he's he's going to eat, bro. Honestly, he's going to eat. You don't take a running back that high and you're the Steelers and you know the type of running backs that they like, bro. You need to go pick this cat up because he's definitely going to eat. Yeah, I mean, as far as talent goes, man, I'm all about Najee Harris. Um, in Dynasty, <clears throat> I, I mean, that you definitely got to lock in on him. Um, it's, I feel a little shaky about that offensive line. They didn't really do too much in the offseason to improve it. So, um, I, I, you know, I think our, you know, running back 15 overall, I, I just think it's a little high. Just to be honest, they have uh, Anthony McFarlane over at Benny Snell. And I'm not saying that those guys are more talented than him by any means. But they're all going to get, you know, carries here and there. Um, Najee, you know, I, I don't know exactly what his role is going to be off top. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's in redraft. I, I don't they, know, man. Took, in redraft. They took, they took him first in the draft, though. But in, in, I understand first round. First round running back. First round running back. He went to the Steelers. He didn't go to, to, to no other team, bro. And honestly, bro, like, I think. You there, you if you got a McFarlane or you got a Snell, bro, you 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 just waiting on Najee Harris to either, you know, God forbid, have it in body. But I mean, that boy, you, that boy finna start over there. He finna start just, over there. My thing is in redraft, I'm not, I'm I'm just gonna go, you know, I'm really not gonna mess with him too much. Just just uh off of me. I've got other running backs, including rookie running backs in redraft that I feel I, I kind of feel they're gonna have better seasons than him. Uh, that are not ranked as high, that weren't drafted as high, but are in a better situation. But so, I mean, and you know, in my opinion, yeah, man, I'm gonna definitely disagree with that. Like Najee Harris, he's he's gonna walk into a 20 plus touch role right off the bat. You can't ask for a better situation. We were just talking about James Robinson last year, how he had like almost all the workload, and he's not um. He's not anything special, in my opinion, as far as talent goes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when I say this, you know, like I give dude respect. He's the NFL, bro. Like you can't take that away from him. But what I'm saying is like we see different types of talent and Najee Harris is that dude. 
And if James Robinson could do that on a Jaguar squad, I could only imagine what Najee Harris is going to do on the Steelers. This guy's going to come in. I think you said he's ranked 15th or something. Is that what you said, Drew? Yeah, on fantasy pros, they got him and ranked 15, bro. And on, on a couple ahead of other rankings, bro, they got him 16. Ahead of uh ahead of who you ahead said? Of Josh, ahead of Josh Jacobs, Kareem Hunt. Like, okay. I'm like, hey, hey, you talk about I'm definitely taking him on out anywhere, bro. I'm definitely I'm Hunt. definitely yeah, taking yeah. I'm definitely taking him over Josh Jacobs and I'm taking him over Kareem Hunt. Why? Because he's the lead back. He you just said a little while ago, it's like you know, the dying breed. You don't have those workhorse. You don't you don't have those workhorse running backs anymore. Like it's almost everything's by committee. Sometimes it works. Like you said, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, that works, you know, but it doesn't always work like that, bro. So I'm I'm gonna always go with the volume. And when the talent meets the volume, I'm all for it. So in Dynasty, he's the number one overall pick, in my opinion. And redraft, I got no problem taking him you know, inside the top 15 as far as running backs go. Maybe not overall or maybe even overall. I haven't done my rankings yet. I'll get back to you guys on that one. But <laughs> um, Najee Harris, um, special talent, opportunity meets talent. I'm all about it. Oh, for sure. We're back so to we, you, uh, Brody. Yeah, we're diving in. Uh, this time we're going receivers, man. I got a uh, Kadarius Tony. You know, it's the 20th overall pick by the Giants. You know, it's pretty high draft capital right there. We're talking about a receiver um, out of Florida. Uh, I'm, I'm not really – I don't really know where, where to go with this guy. In, in redraft, he's definitely not a guy I'm, I'm looking to, to owning. In dynasty, it's a different story because uh, he's, a, he's a project. Um, <clears throat> me and Smoking were talking earlier about the fact that uh, he's not a natural receiver. He was, he was never that to a full-time, you know, traditional receiver last year for Florida. Uh, years prior to that, he was used as a gadget type of guy. So, you know, he's transitioning into the NFL. And not only that, he's also transitioning into being a wide receiver. He hasn't even seen the ceiling yet. Yet we see all these explosive plays from him, the flashy plays that he, he you know, he can do it. So uh, I understand that he hasn't even reached his full, uh, you know, capacity yet, but um you know, I just think there's a lot of work to be done with this kid. He's going into a, you know, a wide receiver room that's got Kenny Galladay, uh, Slayton, Sterling Shepard, you know, not to mention Evan Ingram's there. And, you know, Jason Garrett over there as the OC, he likes running a lot of, you know, 12 personnel, two tight end sets. Doesn't bode well for a guy like Kadarius Tony and his playing time out there. Uh, like I said, in Dynasty, I'm taking a shot at him and in redraft, uh, absolutely not. Uh, no shot. I'm, he's not going to be on my team in any redrafts. I mean, unless unless uh, <laughs> I got to stream somebody and he's out there, I, I, I might pick him up. There's there's believers and there's non-believers. I'm a non-believer. There's a lot of work to be done. Like I said, in Dynasty, in Dynasty, I'll take a shot at him somewhere. He's not going to be a second round pick in Dynasty. I don't I mean, he might be a second round pick in Dynasty. I, I'm not completely sure, though. That's not even a, a stamp. Yeah, I can't stamp that. He might slip to the third. I just think, uh, like I said, you got your believers, and then you got me. So, what, what's your, what's your guys' angle on uh, Kadarius Tony, man? Because you can make all these plays in uh, college, man, and and you know he was definitely out overlooked by Kyle Pitts and what he was doing over there in Florida. So he went, you know, under the radar for a little bit. I, I don't know. I'm 
big question mark on Kadarius Tony, and it's and it's it, they literally it literally says big question mark. We don't know what he's gonna be. Transition's not done yet. Honestly, you look at, at where do he go play for the Giants? Yeah, yes, where's he at? Hey, shout out to Giants so, for trading with us. We got Justin Fields, but let's go. Let's keep it going. Yes, sir. <laughs> we got a Thank quarterback. You so much. We got a QB. Yeah, no, but when you talk about the Giants, man, and and one thing I think about is motherfucking that wide receiver room, bro. Uh, you know, Slayton, motherfucking, you just you just signed insane contract with Kenny Galladay. Uh, man, you know what I'm saying, bro? It's, hey, it's, do they it's still got over there, too? You know I didn't still, see him. I, I don't need I'm not sure if I saw him on a death okay. chart. He was there last yeah. year, right? Yes, sir. Right. Yes. My bad, my bad. Along, along with along with Sterling Shepard and, and Evan Ingram, and you know what I'm saying? Like all the I know Evan Ingram's a tight end, but still, you know what I'm saying? This target share that we're talking here. Yeah. Uh yeah, you're fresh coming into the NFL, you know what I'm saying? Unless you're blowing away motherfuckers that practice in order to get that motherfucker spot, bro. Like let's not for, let's not forget about maybe the number one overall running back in football, Saquon Barkley. Uh, really, Saquon Barkley, yeah. I'm saying okay, come back, catch back. So that's even more, just even more to go to the fact that of exactly what you said. It's a big question mark. In Dynasty, do you take a chance? Third, maybe if he falls to you in the fourth, take it. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? But in redrafts, absolutely hell no, I want you, brother. Fuck that shit. Like, like, we got uh, we got some other picks to pick up. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, he'll be out there on the waiver wire. Somebody gonna be thirsty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, no, I'm with I'm with you guys. I mean, in redraft, I'm I'm okay. You know, leaving him in the waivers and not drafting him uh, unless I take him on a flyer as one of my last draft picks. Like all my team is filled. I got my backups already. You know, all right, I'll, I'll take him if he's still there. I'll take him then. But like in dynasty. I'm interested. I'm interested in the second round. Why? Because this guy, he's only been a wide receiver for one full season. And the fact that he was drafted in the first round, I think that says a lot, man. This guy has not even, he's barely scratching the surface uh, on his potential at the wide receiver position. So to me, that means he has value. To me, it means that there's high potential. This kid does not know how to run routes like that yet. And once he does, that's going to be very interesting to see. So in Dynasty, I'm suggesting everybody, if you guys need receivers, second round, he should be your target. So Kadarius Tony is very interesting, man. I like I like the outlook on that. He, he he's a he's a guy that he was able to create separation and get away from people right away. It was like a natural thing. But it's a raw thing at the same time. It has to be cleaned up and polished. If that can turn into greatness, I'm all which I'm all about it. Which if uh I'm set and I ended up, you know, you know, according to your team, like Brody said, if you need a wide receiver in Dynasty, target him in the second round. I'm I'm completely with that. I guess that's another reason why I'm not looking at it from that angle. But if that's a necessity for you, absolutely. Yeah, man, I'm going to keep it going. We're going to keep the rotation like this. So my first receiver that I'm going to talk about, Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, Big Ten, big time receiver, six foot two, 210, runs a 439. This guy, um, I, I, you know, watching film on him, this guy is a route master. I think, I think, and it's going to, it might sound a little crazy, you know, after 
Devontae Smith, or maybe even 1A on 1B, this guy runs routes with the best of them. This guy's footwork is, like, literally unmatched, bro. The way he – I saw him on so many goal routes where he is – well, it looks like a goal route. He has the DB just backpedaling and then turning around and sprinting, trying to catch up with him. Then he just cuts it in. Like his cut angles, his footwork, the way he's able to play with the DB as far as making him think he's going this way or doing this or that or the other and making him look stupid, this guy's going to be a problem. He's with the Baltimore Ravens. Now, that is a problem, you know, for a lot of people. He's coming in. He's a number one wide receiver off top. With, without a doubt, like, I know a lot of people like Hollywood Brown. He cannot do what this guy does. Absolutely. This guy was in an interview, and they asked him, man, what do you think you bring to this team for Lamar Jackson? He's like, everything. He's like, I bring everything. Whatever he needs me to do, I'm going to do it. I saw this guy. I don't even know the quarterback's name in Minnesota over there, but he was just missing his throws, and this guy was catching everything. I'm talking about one-handed catches, fully extended, catching the ball at its highest point. Making, you, got a comp, you, know, you got a comp for him? Yes, I do. I got a couple of comps for him. His route running reminds me of a Stefan Diggs. Um, his elusiveness as well. His physic, like as physical as he is, as big as he is, kind of a little bit like an A-Rob as well. You know, tough contested catches. Think, think that type of mold. So he's a blend of like an A-Rob and Diggs to me. This guy's a problem. The question, though, is Lamar Jackson. That's the question. I think he has a chip on his shoulder. He has a lot to prove. This is Lamar Jackson I'm talking about. We're going to see. Um, weakness that I have on him, I don't have a weakness. This guy's, I would say, everything he does, about a nine. Like, nine out of ten. Like, I literally was looking at film, looking at, 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 you know, just trying to pick something up. Like, hey, this guy doesn't do this or that. Off the line, he's just acceler accelerating past motherfuckers. You can't press him. And you can't be playing off, off him too much. He's going he's gonna to fuck you up all day. This guy's a problem. Rashad Bateman. This guy's somebody you guys need to target in the first round. In Dynasty and in Redraft, I'm definitely going to take I'm going to have some shares of Rashad Bateman as well because, again, he is going to be the number one. He is the number one receiver there. I'm saying it right now. That's not even a question. I know Mark Andrews is there, but the way this guy is going to get open is going to be undeniable. That's my guy, Rashad Bateman. Um, man, I really don't got anything else to say, man. I, I think, you know, and I got nothing but good things to say. So Rashad Bateman, man, let's go. Yeah, that's a dope pick right there, man. I mean, I, I, I like you said, the only problem I have is, you know, what are we going to do with Lamar Jackson? You know what I'm saying? For the longest, it's always been Hollywood and motherfucking some tight ends and Andrews and shit all the time or him taking the fuck off. You know, a bit more. You know, I, I forget some of the names that are out there, though, too. I'm, I can see their face, but I can't think of the name of the wide receiver. Um. You know what I'm saying? But I'm sure, you know what I'm saying, Rashad Bateman going to go over there and do his, you know, do his thing. 
shit, maybe what all Lamar needs is be able to read at least the first or second read and Rashad Bateman be there open for him to get the snack. That's that's what needs to happen over there. They move the ball, you know what I'm saying? Their backfield is is nice, but always going to be deep, committee, hard runners, uh, you know, to get them out of some tight spots. But if you can keep the defense guessing and add another weapon to your to your you know to your toolbox over there, bro, they should be you know somewhat better. So Lamar should you know look into it and definitely get in tune with them, get the timing down. It should be real nice for them Ravens over there in Baltimore, bro. Yeah, man, they're going to have something they, they haven't had in a long time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, bro, the, the comps, I mean, you, you, you can't get nothing better than a Stephon Diggs blend of a, of a guy like that with A-Rob and just the whole nine. He's a complete package from what you're telling us. And, I mean, I'm completely with it. Uh, I've seen him play in Minnesota. I mean, obviously, you know, just watching the highlight reels and stuff like that. The kid is different. Uh, yeah, man, the, the question mark is Lamar Jackson. Was he going to be able to take that step and become a, a, an elite passer? Because that's 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 all that's left for him to do, you know, to uh, check all the boxes. And like like you said, uh, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. They're considered to be a run-heavy team, kind of like a run-only team the type of way they, you know, they call the running plays. But, yeah, they're going to have to they're going to have to adjust to current day NFL and, and what you need to do to win. And you have to be able to pass the ball. You got to have some type of receiver go to. And that's exactly who he is. Goes right into the wide receiver one role. Um, yeah, I mean, Marquise Brown is a non-factor in this equation, bro. Uh, yeah, the kid is just, he's good, man. I'm with it. I love i love the Rashad Bateman. Definitely going to be targeting him. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to get him uh, because of where I, where I land in the draft. But, you know, the kid is great, man. It's going to be good. Yeah, and um, you're talking about, you know, Lamar Jackson. He's got to prove that he could pass the ball. That's something that, you know, Sometimes you need that receiver to make that happen. Drill knows Josh Allen. You added a Stephon Diggs to that team. Look what happened. Dude shut a lot of people up. You know what I'm saying? Shut a lot of people up. He proved that, hey, you know what? And there was problems with his mechanics when he first came out. Uh But the thing is, is that you add a receiver that understands your quarterback. You have chemistry with him and you're an elite route runner. It's going to open things up. Other quarterbacks, you add a receiver and they're still not good. That shows you that's the quarterback's problem. Like Mitch Trubisky, you know, they added Allen Robinson. He still wasn't. I mean, he had his moments, but he wasn't consistent. Josh Allen entered a new level of quarterback tier last year. And can Lamar Jackson do that? We're about to find out. And I remember you were all about Stephon Diggs with, with his uh, route tree and his ability to run these routes. And you watching Rashad Bateman and, and you know, you were on that, that Stephon Diggs bandwagon like like a motherfucker. So the first I post mean, I ever put up on my uh, fantasy fornicator page on Instagram was about Stephon Diggs. My very first post. Yeah. So, I mean, the, pr- the proof is there. If you know how to call him, uh, I mean, that's a great call. So y'all, y'all, y'all stay up, stay up with smoking J, man. Fornicator got that heat. Rashad Bateman, man. Let's go. Who you got, right. Drew? Man, we got to keep it going, bro. I'm going to keep rolling with the tie, bro. <laughs> and you got to talk about Devontae Smith when you're talking about wide receivers, bro. Alabama, 10th overall, bro. Heisman Trophy winner. Rolling. The Eagles pick him up. What does this mean for everything, bro? Um, They're getting the number one fucking talent, bro. Uh, a lot of people like to talk shit on his size. Um, they say that he's not 
actually what, you know, an ideal NFL receiver looks like, bro. Let me tell you something, bro. You know, you come from that wide receiver room in Alabama, you coming behind names, Waddle, Jerry Judy, motherfucking, you know what I'm saying? A lot of motherfuckers that's been in the draft and doing their thing in the NFL, at least for their first year, bro. Um, out of all the wide receivers, this kid is the most pro ready. Uh, looking, you know, everybody brags about one thing and I'm with it. I'm all in there, bro. Is his route running is impeccable. A lot of scouts said up here said that that's the best route running they've ever seen out of a recruit coming from college. You know what I'm saying? And that's big to say big things to, you know, for the Eagles and shit. Uh, my takeaways from this, because everybody knows that he's a great guy. Oh, by the way, reunited with Jalen Hurts over there, bro. Rolling with the tie. You know what I'm saying? So you get a familiar face, you know what I'm saying, over there, bro. He knows he's going to be able to do some things. It's going to be great to see. But, uh, you know, my fantasy predictions, bro, uh, the Eagles, bro, they got new management over there. Um, not really going to know how uh, this target share is going to work out, really. You know what I'm saying? If you think about the Eagles, Carson Wentz is there, love the tight ends. You know, you got great tight ends, go there, Ertz. Uh, you got Booby that could catch out the backfield with no problem. You got Jayla Rager over there, but they did lose Deshaun Jackson. But I think in, like, Devontae Smith, clear cut is, you know what I'm saying, you take him first round, bro, and being the guy that he is, bro, even though people talk shit about his size, bro, if you're in the best motherfucking conference in, uh, you know, college football, and they can't stop you. You know what I'm saying? I know the NFL is a different level, but the SEC, bro, that's it's above reproach when you talk. So I'll talk about that motherfucking, uh, you know, that conference down there, bro. Uh, man, he 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 going on no problems, bro. No problems whatsoever. But we just got to see how that it pans out a little bit. I mean, you say obviously in Dynasty, he's up there. He's definitely up there for you to grab. Redraft right now, courtesy of Fantasy Pros, bro. They got him ranked 37. And wide receivers. That's crazy. That's where they got. That's where they got. That's where they got to rank that. Yeah, I got you know him a lot saying? higher than that. I haven't done my rankings, but I'm telling you right now, he's gonna be inside my top 24. This I'm guy is. This bad. guy. This guy is gonna be crazy volume. <laughs> he's got that connection chemistry with Jalen Hurts already. I mean, that this Eagles team. What, what? I mean, nobody proved anything last year as far as pass catching. Not even Zach Ertz. Yeah. So Devontae Smith right now to me. He's a slam dunk, um, obvious. Uh, as far as redraft goes, I think he's the best rookie receiver in redraft. In oh, Dynasty, yeah. you can make a case for that too. So, Devontae Smith, to me, he's a wide receiver too. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying he's going to be finished inside the top 24. And I'm not saying he's going to be 24th. He's going to be probably higher than that. I just got to, mm. you know, mess around my rankings. But... Yeah, man, Devontae, he's the he's the truth, man. He's the real deal, Slim Reaper. I'm absolutely, absolutely with everything you're on, Fornicator, right now, um, Smoking Jay. Uh, Devontae Smith, he did everything he did in uh, in Alabama. But we're not, you know, I'm, I'm going to skip that. We're talking Jalen Hurts' connection. We're talking uh, no no battles to have with any other receivers. Um, there's, no, there's nobody that could match his talent over there. They're going to be, um, you know, they don't have the best uh, defense out there. So they're going to be passing the ball a lot. Um, Jalen Hurts got a huge arm. They've got chemistry. Devontae Smith is way beyond the talent level that any of those receivers is on. So, yeah, inside the top 24 is probably where I'm going to be, too. I haven't done my rankings, but I'm absolutely with it. Uh, the target share is going to be there. 
the talent's there. What'd you say earlier, Brody? When opportunity meets talent, it's uh, it. it's a great, it's a green light. It's, it's a, a beautiful it's match. A, it's a match made in heaven, man. So, absolutely, man. The Slim Reaper, he's he's all about it, man. He's real deal. Hell yeah. Go ahead, man. Keep it, keep it going, Brody. This is another one <laughs> where uh, opportunity meets talent. Michael Carter out of uh, North Carolina goes to the Jets, man. And for me, this is the best landing spot, if not one of the best landing spots for running backs. I'm definitely fucking with him in Dynasty. That's a, that's a given. And I'm definitely going to probably have some shares of him in redraft. They reconstructed the whole offense. They went and added Corey Davis. They drafted Elijah Moore. Of course, Zach Wilson. And, um, you know, the kid from USC. What's the... what's the uh... Vera Tucker? Yeah, Vera Tucker, man. So, you know, he, he was one of the top three offensive linemen coming out of this draft, if not the best one. So they go and they reconstruct all this. Then they go and get Michael Carter. This offense is going to take a huge leap forward this year. They've got a whole new system in, in play. Um, they're going to be running exactly the type of offense that Michael Carter likes to run because he's one of his cons is that he's a small back. He doesn't get in there between the tackles. It's not a good time for him because of his frame. But good thing for him, they're implementing the you know Shanahan offense with the outside zone, which is all he did in college. Give me that. This is exactly what he does. This is a like I said, not only is the opportunity there, not only is the talent there, but the scheme is there. Exactly what you were doing last year in college and putting up all these stats. I mean, yeah, like I said, it's just a perfect fit for him. Um, yeah, they upgraded everywhere. They're uh, they're good to go, man. And they're going to have a, a winning attitude type of culture over there with the new system, new coaches and all this stuff going on. Michael Carter is an absolute goal for me in redraft and dynasty. Volume, man. Volume, volume, volume. I Gotta forgot love to it. talk about the volume. You just brought it up real quick. Let me tell you the other two guys that are in the uh, running back room with this kid. Frank One of them is uh, <laughs> Tevin Coleman, who, you know, he's been on the wrong side of uh, 20 for like 10 years now. I told Smoking <laughs> Jay earlier. And Ty Johnson, a kid that used to, I think he used to play for the Lions. I think he wrote a lot of bents. I don't know what he's doing or what he does. But um, I think he got his job standing outside the stadium somewhere with a sign. But I don't know. I'm just the opportunity is there, dude. Tevin Coleman, he's on his last leg. Literally, he's done, washed up. Michael Carter is coming in hot, blazing, dude. I'm telling you, it's going to be a different different thing going on in uh, New York. It's interesting because, like, I don't think I don't think even Jets fans are really excited to see their offense. And I don't know how long I'm excited to see what the fuck they got going on now. I want to see how that whole dynamic works with all these new weapons, rookie receiver, rookie running back, free agent, Corey Davis, you know, um, just, uh, uh just a lot of improvements made over there. Yeah. Ricky quarterback. Everything. I just said Ricky cornerback. Yeah, no, no, rookie quarterback, uh, uh, Zach Wilson, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, man, just all the improvements they made, that offense is going to be, man, it's going to be fun to watch. I think, you know, fucking Gase is gone, Darnold is gone. They got Salah over there, you know, coming from the Niners. It's going to be fun to watch, man. Carter, I don't know, to me, he's got RB2 potential on volume alone. So, I um, mean, I, I don't. 
I don't know. I don't like I said, I haven't done my rankings, but he on, on volume alone, he's gotta be RB2. He has to be. I mean, if he doesn't, then I guess he's he's gotta be a flop. But yeah, man, I, I don't mind Michael Carter in Dynasty or redraft. Not at all. Yes, sir. Well, next, I'm gonna take it. <laughs> oh no, no, I th- I didn't know if you wanted anything to add. All right, cool, cool. I got no, it. I'm good on them, yeah. All right, for sure, for sure, man. I'm going to keep it rocking, man. We're going to talk about Trey Sermon, man, going to the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, it's weird because they drafted two running backs in this class. And I know Sermon was drafted in a third. Um, Elijah Mitchell from Louisiana, I think he got drafted sixth or seventh round. And there's a couple of differences between the both of them. Uh, Trey Sermon runs a four five seven, and this kid Elijah Mitchell, I got it right here. He runs a four three two, so he's a speedster. You know, there's there's a difference there. And with the Niners, we know they love their running back by committee. So, right off top, I'm kind of uncomfortable with Trey Sermon. I can't, I don't feel confident telling anybody to draft him first round in Dynasty, just because of that backfield, the dynamic there. I love the offense. I don't. It's kind of like turning into the Patriots running backs where, you know, you have one of those guys, they'll do good while they're on your bench. Then you put him in the next game and then a fucking Rex Burkhead comes in out of nowhere and takes all the points. So let's talk about the the strengths of Trey Sermon. This guy, he does break tackles. You know, he's, you know, really good at finding the cutback lanes. Um, One thing that I did see that I did not like is his second level vision like once he gets past the line of scrimmage he hits that hole he just makes the wrong decisions after that like he runs into safeties or runs into problems that he doesn't have to so he needs to do a better job with that um he's he wasn't used as a pass catcher either i think he had like 40 catches in four years so you know he doesn't have a um he's not a dynamic out of the backfield he can catch you know, they use them as some screens, dump offs, shit like that. But, you know, nothing, nothing special like that. He's a pretty good pass blocker. So that, that's a big bonus for him. But other than that, um, Trey Sermon, if you're if running back needy in Dynasty, I, I would say take him in a second round. You know, um, I, I would take Michael Carter in front of him. Trey Sermon is somebody that I'm, I'm okay. Just, you know, if I don't get him, I don't get him. I'll be okay with that. Grab you one of these other receivers instead of him. Get yourself, a, you know, a, a Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore, uh, Rashad Bateman, all these other receivers that have more defined roles on their teams as opposed to a Trey Sermon who's going around that same, that he brings that same draft capital in dynasty um, drafts. But, it's not the same value. So I, I would look a different way. So that's where I'm at with Trey Sermon. You guys got anything? Yeah, it's definitely risky, bro. It's definitely risky to kind of like gamble on that uh on that backfield, bro. That shit, that shit is crazy, bro. I don't have too much to say though, too, but I'm I, you know, I agree with you on that standpoint. It's just you always like tend to stay away from shit like that. You know, you're like, you're like, oh yeah, that's a great pig. We see your work ethic and everything. Oh, what team are you going to? Oh yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they still, it they still got, like um, that. 
what's his name? It sucks who, like that, bro. Who, a who lot they still of got over there? Gonna get that shine. They have uh, Raheem uh, Mostert. Raheem Mostert. They Jeff just Wilson. signed Wayne Gallman. They got Wayne Gallman, you guy? Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah that's, see, that's, that's one of those backfields where I'm like, I'm just staying away from it because even if, you know, um, Trey Sermon does good, and I know he had some crazy games. I think against Northwestern, he had like 300 rushing yards, something stupid like that. But um, the truth was a bad the, day for all Wildcats. Man. Bad day because yeah. we were really good defensively. I don't know what happened there. I don't know what happened there either. We were concentrating on Justin Fields too much, but it's all good, man. <laughs> but um, hey, man, you That's know all that matters. Yeah, hey, <laughs> that backfield is there's too many too many people over there. I'm staying away from it. If you're desperate for a running back, you know, <laughs> go ahead. But um, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm taking Rondell. Like I said, I'll, I'll take it, Michael Car- yeah. Carter. Rondell Moore, you know, uh, Elijah, all these other receivers. I'm taking even, you know, um, this guy from LSU, um, Terrence Marshall. I'm taking all, all these all these other players in front of him because they have roles that I feel comfortable with. He's not one of them. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and say uh, when when you compare uh, running back, uh, our backfield to that of uh, New England, I, I'm definitely red flagging that shit. I don't want to deal with the – with the circus of running backs that you guys have going on over there on top of that Trey Sermon. Oh man. I don't even know. I don't know. I watch highlight reels of this dude. And like you said, I don't see anything special. I don't see generational talent. Actually what I see is a guy that ran, he runs straight up. And um, we know that's the number one rule of getting your head knocked the fuck off when you're running straight up. He doesn't even have the form of a running back. If you look at him, he looks like a, wide receiver or something I, I just can't really his build is not it's just a weird build as a running back I don't really see him like that I don't think he's elite uh, I I'm calling you, they might make they might make a transition from a running back to a different position in the NFL that's why they drafted him maybe they're going to turn him into a tight end or some or, or um you know a, a wide receiver of some sort I, I don't know I just don't I don't see the Trey Sermon coming into you know fruition in the NFL as a success at all well, we know Shanahan in that offense, you know, running backs, they're plug and play. You know, he, he lit like for his offense, he could literally put in almost any running back. And we see this running back have fantasy value. Like that's legit. You know, you talk about Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, McKinnon in the past, Mostert, Raheem Moster, you know, all these running backs come into that system and they pop off. So, you know, I'm not saying Trey Sermon can't do that. But I'm not playing this game guessing is this his week or is this Moster's week? Like I'm I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm straight. Take that I advice. They, I, th- I think they fucked with all that depth because of all the injuries that they forget. Their whole 49ers whole team went oh, fucked man. down last year. Fucking crazy as fuck. But at the same time, bro, yeah, that's something you just gotta stay the fuck away from, man. But well, fuck it with it, man. Getting into the next running back, bro. Uh, we're going to talk about Kenneth Gainwell, bro. Running back out of Memphis. Picked 150, uh, 50th overall. Going to the Eagles, bro. Um, Interesting. Hey, th- this cat is kind of nasty. He's, oh, he's really yeah. nasty, bro. Watching Phil, you get excited about watching a cat like that, man. And I think, like, the Eagles like that type of back. But if I had to, like, compare him to anybody in the NFL right now, bro, it would probably be Naheem Hines. Just the way he's it's able to bad. catch on the backfield, his shiftiness, I, not afraid of contact. But the, the I, like five, I like that. I like that Naheem five, Hines. He's 5'8". He's 
He's 201 pounds, bro. He ran the 40 and uh, 445. You know what I'm saying? Like he's got he's got a a a, a great motherfucking style of running, bro. And like I mean, I couldn't, you know what I'm saying, think about anybody else to come to with like, you know, like Naheem Hines, just that of looseness. But you know what I'm saying? Coming out of Memphis, bro, a couple honorable mentions uh running backs to come out of that program, bro, who are in front of him, Tony Pollard. We know he's a stud behind, you know what I'm saying? That's why everybody who drives Ezekiel Elliott is thirsty to go ahead and motherfucking get you a Pollard. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Uh, Darrell Henderson. Um, and then you got Antonio motherfucking Bombetta's Gibson motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Just the running backs to come out of that room a little bit, bro. Um, I think this this cat is is nasty. What it means, though, is I don't think he comes into the Eagles and, and, and taking a cat like booby spot. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Booby definitely gonna be there, bro. Uh, the Eagles. I'm like, I think Booby's got like two more years left on his rookie contract, or something like that. Sounds about right. Like, like, bro. You know what I mean? Uh, Booby. We all take him, bro, and we all hold him to high, high praise, man. Miles Sanders is a dog. So you know what I'm saying? I don't think, I don't think Kenneth Gainwell comes in there. You know what I'm saying? Or dynasty wise, you know what I'm saying? You're looking at definitely, definitely a dude I would say to pick up. What's interesting about this kid is he not only played running back at one fucking Memphis, they snuck him in at slot quite a few times as a slot receiver. I like that. And he can play both positions, but he's got sure That's hands. Uh, he actually uh, knows how to adjust to the football. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't, I don't even know who Memphis's quarterback is, but I, I watch film and I watch him break down on a stop and go and actually adjust his whole body over to come back towards the ball, make the defender miss, gone for the TD. But like he got some speed on him too, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's what makes him dynamic. So maybe he's an RB too. He's gonna get some touches there. He can catch out of backfield, but a plus and what to watch out for is if the Eagles under new management want to go ahead and plug and play him like a Tariq Cohen, like how we do over here. You know what I'm saying, bro? That's a great he point. Can be, yeah. he, can, he can be used in those situations. And if he could be using those situations and he's really good at those situations, bro, uh, you know what I'm saying? You might see that volume change. Dynasty purposes, yeah. I'm probably looking forward to, you know, if I need running backs to, to picking him up. Redraft, you know, not so much, but you definitely, if you can get him in the 15th, you know what is I'm he saying? A is, he a, is he, is he a handcuff? Does. Is he a handcuff if you got Miles uh, Sanders? You know, I, you know what? I, was, I mean, the, the looking at the way he's gone, and like, you know what I'm saying? I don't wish that on any NFL player, always healthy. But you know what I'm saying? If, God forbid, movie goes down, this cat can fill that fucking role. What do we and make? not only that, you know what I'm saying? He could, he could, definitely, he could definitely be a factor. And motherfucking the Eagles. Uh, I coming off of Boston Scott, who had his highest career, but he had his highest career touches and all the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? When when Booby went down, you know what I'm saying? But out of all that, only scored one touchdown. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking, I'm thinking for sure right now that motherfucking he's definitely able to to uh step up into that RB two spot, bro. We got to make sure that he he makes that cut too, though. You know what I'm saying? But I think he will. Looking at his style, looking where he comes from, looking the way he plays, bro, I think he could definitely get to that RB2 spot. And it'll look real nice for the Eagles to have a change of pace, bro, to see what the fuck it is that they can do. It's going to be nasty, bro. Like having Sproles and shit back, you know what I'm saying? Like that type shit. <laughs> what, I, what I was about to say was, like, what do we make about um, Carrion Johnson being signed to the Eagles? 
like to me, I, I did not, <laughs> I did not like that. I do not like that for for that backfield. Um, it's just another mouth to feed. Um, that, other, and that's 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 why that's why I was asking who's the handcuff, because you know, <laughs> Carry On was supposed to be that dude in Detroit. Obviously, that never worked out. Injuries and all that stuff. Uh, Booby, he's got you know health issues to address too. He needs to stay healthy. And if he's not, we need to find out who the handcuff is. Um, is it carry on or is it going to be the rookie? I honestly, I can't even say right now. We got to wait to see what happens, what reports come out of training camp and stuff like that. But yeah, man, um, I, I, don't, I don't mind the kid. I think he's going to be good. Uh, Memphis, you know, a lot of highlights, stuff like that. So, but yeah, bro. Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of highlights coming, coming from Gainwell. And uh, like you said, Brody, uh, the, the situation for Booby, yeah, I don't think that the guys that just got uh, signed or drafted are, uh, you know, the talent levels up to where Booby's is. But at the same time, he can't stay healthy. And at the same time, they're looking for depth at the position um, because of injury history. I would have to, have to say that's one of the factors. And um, to use them in different ways. Like you said, the comp was Naheem Hines and the highlights show that he's capable of doing things like that. Then you go ahead and get on Johnson, who's got something to prove. Um, you know, it's not a good look for Booby, man. Uh, for Booby owners, you you need to go and get you one of these guys, well, uh, especially in Dynasty. I would say going, you know, last round it with Kenneth Gainwell. I think he might be there um, in one of the later rounds. Um, in, in redraft, uh, go ahead and handcuff, you know, carry on Johnson. I don't think he's going to get drafted uh, at all. And if he doesn't, then, you know, you got to handcuff him. Got to take some Gainwell if you can. Make sure you cover your ass because Booby's not safe right now. Yes, Sounds sir. On you, buddy. Yes, sir. Last round, last round. That. Last round, man. Ring that bell. You know what I'm saying? I wish we could cue it up. But, uh, you know, we need, we going to need a sound guy soon, man. So if anybody's looking for a job, let us know. Um, Here we go. I'm going to go Amon Ra, St. Brown, going to the Lions. And, um, you know, he he's not the fastest guy out there. Out of USC, Um, you know, in, in a full season in 2019, I think he had, like, almost 80 catches for over a thousand yards. So he had, a, you know, he's had some good seasons in, in the collegiate level. I think the Lions got a steal there with him. They were able to get him in the fourth round. He was projected to go higher than a number of guys. So, you know, when you're projected to go at a certain round from anywhere from the second or third round, and you end up going in the fourth, you slip all the way down. Amon Ross St. Brown comes in with a huge chip on his shoulder. He comes, excuse me, up. He comes in with a huge chip on his shoulder on a team that just lost Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. Um, <laughs> you know, their uh, uh, wide receiver depth chart is currently Tyrell Williams, some guy named Tom Kennedy, and another guy named Sage Surratt. So, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm just looking at this depth chart and I'm, I'm saying Amon Ross St. Brown can become the wide receiver one for Detroit. And um, the opportunity is going to be there. I, I'm not sure how good Tyrell Williams still is, if he's got anything left in the tank. But, you know, he's showcased great hands at USC. Tyrell um, the Gazelle? Tyrell the Gazelle, man. So, like I said, man, he, he was drafted way after his, you know, projected draft position. That's That's got to, you know, put a big chip on your shoulder. Like I said, going into a wide receiver room where there's not much there. Um, the, the, the target share should be there for him. I think he automatically slides into the wide receiver two role with an opportunity to be the number one option for Jared Goff. Um, 
as far as you know, uh, who's the tight end over there? Hawkinson. The, um, yeah, so we got Hawkinson, who's obviously going to get a huge part of the target share. But oh, if you're man, looking I'm at why, if you're looking you. at a, if you're looking at wide receivers alone, Amon Ross St. Brown has a chance to be the wide receiver one for the Detroit Lions, and that's no cap, bro. I mean, like I said, you read these names off the off the depth chart. There's nothing that pops off the paper. You know what I'm saying? And um, another big factor, bro. We're talking about a defense that allowed the most yards and touchdowns last year. The most yards and touchdowns last year. The worst of both worlds, bro. So you're going to be playing from behind. Um, You know, they, they went out there and they made some uh, draft picks as far as uh, the, on the defensive side. But, you know, you, you don't just get better from well, one day to another. They, they still have to uh, come in and, and prove themselves pro ready. And like I said, uh, Mon Ross St. Brown, is a, he was a steal for the Lions, and he should be a steal for you in in uh in dynasty and in redraft. You have to eye someone like him because of the target share and the opportunity. Look at the situations, and you can definitely go get him on Ross St. Brown for a very cheap price in dynasty and in redraft. I mean, I'm 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 about it. I'm about him and his opportunity right now. Yeah, I love the opportunity. The fact that he went to Detroit, I mean, that's that's love for him. There's nobody that stands out, like you said. Some comps that I saw was like Robert Woods, Bobby Tree. So I'm cool with that. I got no problems with that at all. So he's um he's another receiver that uh you could get in a second round, man. A late second round, even, and he's gonna pop off for you. That's definitely good, bro. Like if you think about all the names that just left there. Um, Detroit's getting a facelift. It's just, it's just how to see how they play. You know what I'm saying? As a team, uh, Jared Goff stepping up in there. You know what I'm saying? I know the TJ Hawkinson owners is is worried. <laughs> no more Matthew Stafford to TJ Hawkinson, bro. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll have to see how it works out. But with Amon, you know, shit. What is his name? Because I would Amon Ra. Amon Ra, bro. Yes, sir. Y'all got to like that. Y'all got to like that. That's some Egyptian shit. You know, no disrespect to the man, though, man. But um, I'll say, right, like, I think going to Detroit, bro, is interesting. Me and Brody, uh, y'all. That's um, that's Buddy's brother from the Green Bay Packers. What is it? Equinibius St. Brown or something? Equinibius St. Brown. That's his brother. I don't know. We I think we just said two different names, but it's the same name somehow. Yeah, I don't know. Same, yeah. <laughs> that's his the brother. Same, that's his brother. That's brother. crazy. Yep. So it's a it's a football family, and I love those. I love those guys that come from the tree of you know. What I'm saying like your brother played football. Your his dad was like a two time world champion bodybuilder, which has nothing to do with football, but it still means something to somebody. You know what right? I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's nice, nice of them. Definitely agree that, bro. Yes, yeah, sir. Man. And then he was pissed about not being drafted where he was supposed to be. Um, during the draft, they showed him on social media. You know, he posted a video of him with his, you know, with his, I guess, his close friends. And he was just in the garage uh, taking, you know, catching footballs from the from the machine or whatnot. Just, you know, showing, like, hey, I'm still here. Nobody's drafting me. So he, you know, he knew that people were that he was slipping. He knew that. We knew that he was pissed. I mean, that was that's the case. And when you come in with that chip on your shoulder, I was literally reading down uh, the line of projected draft picks at wide receivers. And uh, I didn't even go through all of them, but there were at least five or six people that got drafted in front of him that were, you know, projected lower or, or yeah, lower than him. So you you come in with that chip on your shoulder, man. You you're gonna you got something to prove, man. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure, bro. I mean, like like you said, going to Detroit, he's gonna have all the all the opportunity there. So to close this thing out, last guy I got, Dwayne Eskridge, man. And uh, we were talking about him on the Bears uh, draft show before the draft went down. And uh, we had our own mock draft. And that's somebody we wanted the Bears to get in a third round. He went in a second round. Seattle, they jumped up, grabbed him. And um, this dude's five foot nine, a buck 90, runs a 4.38, 24 years old. He was in college for uh, five years, Western, I think it's Western Michigan. Mm-hmm. Fast, explosive. His straight line speed is like top notch, just blowing past defenders. Um, right off the line of scrimmage, just you know, beating them out. His acceleration is top notch. Um, he he runs really good cross routes. Footwork is nice, very decent. He needs to work on his route tree, though. He does not have a full set of routes. He he needs to develop that some more wasn't very dynamic as far as, you know, um, numbers in college. You know, I think he never posted more than like a 800, 800 and something receiving yard season. So, you know, it, considering the fact that he was in a, a weaker division, you would have liked to see bigger numbers, I guess you could say. But this guy makes some good catches, really good catches, contested catches. He gets open. He they, He's a great returner. He loves to run block. He's very physical, loves the contact. So that's one thing about him that uh, that kind of stood out to me. You know, I, I saw a, a bunch of different highlight videos, and this guy is just like straight up just like looking for the DBs and pushing him, push, you know, just straight up blocking, loves the contact. So I like that a lot. Dude's got really good hands. He's a yak guy, yak machine, breaks tackles. So Dwayne Eskridge. In Seattle, I love the fit. He's going to be playing on the outside opposite of DK Metcalf. Locke is still going to be in the slot. And it's going to be a problem, man. Russ is going to – this is a boost for Russ. Um, I don't think this – this does not hurt DK. Um, Lockett, I don't really think it hurts him. I think it's a help for everybody. Just opens things up all the way around. Russ is the biggest benefactor. Eskridge and redraft. I'll take him in the teams, you know, like once I got like all my receivers and my flex spots, I, I might, I might take him as like a backup flex, something like that. In dynasty, I'm, I'm taking him, you know, back like mid to back end of the second, just because on that offense, you know, with a quarterback like that, you know, you, you want to get a receiver, a nice young receiver with that draft capital invested in him. I have no problems, you know, investing in him as well. So, Dwayne Eskridge, really good prospect in Dynasty. I like him a lot. Redraft, you could take a flyer in some of your leagues. So that's where I'm at with the kid. Yeah, man. You know what's what's great is that you're able to step into a wide receiver room like that and have a quarterback like Russell Wilson. Um, I don't think he'll be great right away. I think it's one of those that once he gets, you know what I'm saying, uh acclimated and and once he gets put into the role and see how Pete Carroll's offense is ran and all that other good stuff, bro, we might see some stuff out of him. But I'm definitely uh I have no objections to where you put him, you know, dynasty and redraft, bro. Um I'm with you on that. Um I just think it's real nice. I, I like the fit too. 
Uh, I like for young guys to come into an already established wide receiver room. You see them later on, whether they go to a different team or, um, you know, the Seahawks lose, uh, you know, their, maybe their, their wide receiver too, and a guy like this steps into that spot. So you definitely got, uh, a, you know, a dynasty, maybe diamond in the rough there. Um, and shit, you know, to hold on to something like that for him to go ahead and, and, and do that. Or, you know what I'm saying, fucking let him go or whatever the fuck you want to do with him. You know what I'm saying? But it's 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 a, it's a good fit. I like to see rookies, you know, that, that get drafted, you know, third, fourth, you know what I'm saying, going to programs like that, bro. So, you know, maybe we see some things down the line from this cat that I'm not jumping on it right away. One of the yeah. things, too, uh, before you go real quick, Brody, DK Metcalf, when he came out, they wanted us, uh, a lot of people were saying his the same thing. His route tree was not developed enough. The guy needs to work on his route game. He needs to get better. It's obvious that Seattle knows what to do with their receivers. You know, you think about past years, a lot of, um, I don't want to say no names, but not very popular receivers are popping off. You know, when I'm talking about Doug E.B., Doug Baldwin, especially. Ooh. Ooh. Somebody that busted his ass to get that playing time. And one thing about Pete Carroll he doesn't care if you're a first round, second round, undrafted free agent. If you got the talent and you bust your ass, you're going to play. And these guys, they know how to develop players. That's proven. Dougie B, they did it with him. Tyler Lockett, another guy, they did it with him. So DK Metcalf, a lot of questions. He slipped in drafts. This guy doesn't have a route tree. You know, this, that, and the other. <laughs> we see what he does. So let's see if they could do it with Dwayne Eskridge. Yeah, my, my wow. thing... Yeah, my thing is, um, you know, Dwayne Eskridge, where you got him in Dynasty, I, I like it there. Maybe a little bit you know, more towards the beginning of the third round, but I'm in the same ballpark. Um, and absolutely, in redrafts, if, uh, you know, you need to take a flyer in the teens, I I'm also cool with that. Um, he's going to earn his playing time because of his ability to block. You know, you called it. He's He's got the will to go out there and seek contact from DBs and whoever it might be. So just that in itself is going to get him some tick, some time on the field. Now, the fact that he's got that straight line speed is a huge plus for him going to a guy that has probably the best deep ball accuracy in Russell Wilson. And, you know, that rating is off the charts. When he goes deep, he usually puts it in the basket as something that you love to hear if uh, you want to go seek a guy like es Eskridge. And the fact that he can run those intermediate cross routes, that, that's one of his ape, you know. Yeah, that's his, his strength. Yeah. So that's his strength, and that plays in perfect again. You got a guy like Russell Wilson. And a guy that like DK that gets vertical, sometimes it doesn't work out. Then you extend the play and Russell Wilson, I can see it now. And you got a, a little speedster running back and forth across the field. Defenses, they hate that shit. It's like a pest, you know, just running zigzags around. Then you got Russell Wilson scrambling and making a big splash play down the field to him. I mean, it's a, it's a good match for him. Um, like Drill said, going into a locker room with guys like DK and Lockett and Wilson that are, you know, polished guys in the NFL, it's going to do nothing but good things for this kid. So. Yeah, you know, Seattle's going to – they're going to develop him the way they do the other guys. I see big things for Eskridge, man. Look, there's a big there's a big smile on Fornicator's face right now. Go Seahawks. Well, you know, you know like, I, like I said, though, like I said before, before I really, you know, dove into the info on him, on the Bears mock draft, bro, he was one of, the, one of those guys I brought up. I was like, hey, I would love to get this guy in the third round. Love to, and, you know, of course, the Seahawks, they jump up and get him in a second. Fucking guys, 
fuck it. I, I, lo- I love to see him over there, man. But, you know, with that, you know, that's going to wrap up the show, man. You guys got anything for the people before we dip up out of here? I just want to say, uh, you know, once again, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. All the good moms, because the bad one. No, I'm just fucking with y'all. No, <laughs> absolutely not, man. Uh, you know, I was gonna say happy birthday, but happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, man. God bless and stay tuned. Like I said, we're we're dropping heat every week now. We just dropped twelve guys and how we feel about them. So um, yeah, man, we're dropping gems every week now. We're coming with heat. Stay tuned, man. Big things coming for the bros, man. Yeah, man, same, same, same here, bro, from Drill, man. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, bro. You know what I'm saying? We wouldn't be here without y'all. Most most of the boys in the family, the sons is mama's boys anyway, so you know how it is. <laughs> Take care of your mama tomorrow. Hell man. yeah. Go ahead, do what y'all got to do, bro. It's all love, man. But, yeah, we steadily bringing that heat. Thank y'all for rocking with us, man, bro, for real. Bear down. Thank you for rocking with us. Happy Mother's Day. Make sure you you guys check out um, Lavender and Blush. Hook up your your moms. Hook up your your ladies in your life. Use promo code Dubros. They have a you know that's a sister in law, and her friends. You know they have a bunch of stuff for the ladies out there. So make sure you guys check them out. They support the podcast. They're one of our sponsors. Much love to them. Support small businesses and just much love to everybody in the community. Everybody that's been rocking with us. Make sure you keep sharing the podcast. Leave us some ratings. And, you know, just keep keep pushing. Keep pushing, man. We're, we're doing our part over here on our side. We're going to bring some more heat next week. We're probably going to be dropping. Um, you know what? We might be dropping this dynasty rankings, man. We're, we're going to talk about it. We're going to chop it up in the after hours and go from there. You guys take care. We're going to catch you guys in a week, man. Can't wait. Peace. Bear down. Bounce. Bear the fuck down, baby. <laughs>